welcome to Planning on the Edge, a podcast presented to you by the Town of Yarmouth's Planning Advisory Committee. I'm Caroline Robertson, your town planner. Uh, so it's just Nick and I here today. It's just me and you. Yep. Just me and you. It's quiet. Um, the Planning Advisory Committee has decided to take a break for the summer. Um, so they'll be back with new episodes of Planning on the Edge in September. Uh, but in the meantime, some really exciting things are happening in the town this summer uh, around planning. Um, so I wanted to give you all an update um, and kind of share some exciting news within the planning department. Uh, so the first big one that I think is worth cheering, maybe dancing over, um, at the June 2016 council meeting, council approved the municipal planning strategy and land use bylaw. That's awesome. I know. I'm so excited. You worked so hard on that. I did. And that was like a year of our, my life and our consultant's life. So it's really exciting to have that done. Yeah. Because I'm super impressed that we actually, we pretty close met our timeline that we set a year ago. Yeah. So. You, uh, what, what was the timeline set for? I forget. Uh, we started March 2015, and we said we wanted to do it in a in a year. In a year. Um, so we're a little past a year. Um, not really due to any fault of our own. It's just the political process. It takes time to go through yeah. the phases. Um, so I, I think it's pretty impressive. I don't really know of a lot of planning departments that manage to uh, do full reviews in that. It's that done. Did uh, how did it? How was it received by the council? Well, almost too well. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> You're going to jinx yourself, jinx yourself <laughs> right now, eh? Well, we had the public hearing and the public spoke. Yeah. And I brought um, the consultants, Morris and Jeff, were down from Halifax okay, for the yep. evening. And so they were there. And while the public spoke, we were frantically scribbling notes, the three of us, so that we could answer their questions yep. and give council some response or clarity on those mm -hmm. things. And we were we all had copies of our MPS and LUB that we were flipping through, and we were all ready. And then uh, by the time we actually got to the portion of the council meeting where council spoke about it and asked questions and we're, we're going to pass the MPS LUB, they they didn't ask any questions. They're just like, this is great. N yeah. Let's just put it through. Yeah. And <laughs> Morris and Jeff were all ready to talk, and they'd, come, they'd made the trip down, and they didn't get to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing, isn't I, it? I guess it is a good thing. It just kind of felt like, wow, anticlimactic. And like, we were yeah. ready to rebut this thing, like why we thought it was good. Good, yep. Go through that process. But So was there any changes since we last spoke? Like, there was some things that we talked about in previous episodes, like, uh, the thing that comes off of my head is, like, the the parking around Stars Road. That hasn't been changed at all. They are all good on that. Yeah. Like, everything we talked about is all good. Yeah, according all of to that went through. There were two changes we had talked about at the planning advisory committee level. Um, we were looking at... Uh, we already have a strong policy restricting uh, professional office uses to the downtown core. Okay. Um, but that, but government offices actually uh, are exempt from that. They're allowed in institutional zones, and institutional zones can really be anywhere. Anywhere, okay. Uh, or any zone that allows an institutional use. Well, that's um, good. Well, <laughs> it's not good if if what we really want is to keep institute keep government uh, keep offices right. in downtown. Yeah. Um. So we talked about writing a policy clarifying that and making sure that was part of the new document documents um and that that really 
I don't really have any legal power with that. I could write it, but it's with government if it, from a provincial and federal level. If yeah. they own the land and they want to locate there, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. They can exempt themselves from municipal law. So even if we write that they and they still want to locate, say, out on Stars Road, then yeah. that's their prerogative. Um, but if we had it strongly written very clearly where we do want them to go, then at least the mayor and council, when they make made a decision that didn't fit within our strategy, they could advocate um, to have those other level co- levels of government follow our policy. So that was a change we talked about doing, um, but we didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Because um, we didn't want anything to complicate adopting the new MPS and LUB, and we didn't think that it was so important that it was worth holding the document up for another month. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be an amendment that's probably going to come to the PAC in the next few months, and we'll do it once the You new can always make adopted. amendments. Exactly. Once the once the core is done, which it is, yeah, and it's been approved, and I think and it's pretty good. The new MPS. We're gonna yeah. work some of the kinks out of the land use bylaw. I think in the next six months or so, once we start enforcing that. But yeah, the new MPS. I th- I don't think you'll see a lot of amendments go happening there. It's it's pretty much what we want. Um, so the next step in the process is to actually send those documents to the province yep. um, and have them reviewed by the director of planning for the province and his staff in municipal affairs. Uh, and if they think if they see any issues, they'll let us know. If not, they'll approve it. And um, then and then it's formally approved. Formally approved. So you'll see in the newspaper a little ad that says the town's adopted a new, a new document. Yeah. It's official. It's officially in use. Um, so. So it's not in use yet, even though it's been approved? We're not allowed until the province actually reviews it. Okay. And Um, how long does that normally take? Well, they get... Provincially, their regulation says that they get 60 days. And if they don't respond to us in 60 days, then we can just assume it's okay to use it. Okay. That being said, it doesn't really say what their response could be in 60 days. So they might say, I need more time. Or they might say... Um, as long as they respond in 60 days and if they say, okay, we need an extra 30, then you have to abide by that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they will. I'm kind of, I'm a little leery. I'm waiting to see some of the stuff we wrote in there is really new. Yeah. (laughs) There's not other municipalities doing it. And, uh, we took some liberty with interpreting the municipal government act. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) we're going to challenge their thinking a little bit and see if they, if they're okay with how we want to move forward with enforcing our land use bylaw and, well, and MPS in the town of Yarmouth. So. That, that's all good stuff I because, so. you know, anything new that comes about, it's always good to be on the forefront of doing those new things. So with the province, I I can't see them saying no to anything that you've put in there or anybody else that's put in there, but we'll have to wait and find out. I hope not. Yeah, we'll wait and see. That's it, it's definitely, if nothing else, it's really nice to have that process where other planners are reviewing your work and giving you f- yeah. feedback, right? Yeah. Um, from a different level of government perspective. Exactly. So that's what we're waiting to hear from. That's the MPS. That's the MPS. What's next? The next update is Switch Open Streets. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so the Planning and Recreation Department hosted the first Switch Open Street event in June on Father's Day. I think we've talked about Switch on the podcast before, but the idea was closing down the streets, changing people perspective about cars and making it about people we we did and and that was the one thing that i chimed in on about the play on tournament and how successful that was and that i was really excited to see this event take place and happen and being a part of it because i was there on the street for the whole afternoon it was mind-blowingly amazing and (laughs) 
That's an awesome I, compliment. Mind-blowingly amazing. Mind-blowingly amazing. <laughs> you can quote me on that. And to me, it was it was such a great event that I can't wait to look forward to other events like that in the future. So what do you have to share with us on the next street open? Uh, what is it? Switch open street? Yes. That's it. Um, well... So we can't do, that was just a test run. It and was, And the reason yep. that the planning department was involved was because I wanted to write some policy around these kind of mm-hmm. open street events or closing streets and having big events in the town. I wanted to make sure that our policies and how we we handled that was very clear. Yep. Um, so I've written a policy for street closures and neighborhood events. I have done a big report up for council on how Switch went and the process and what we did. Um, and that's going to council uh, the committee of the whole meeting tomorrow, okay. Thursday this week. Um, so we're, we're looking for feedback from council on how they would like us to proceed. Yep. Um, my recommendation is that um, the recreation department and the town of Yarmouth will host, um, continue to host Switch Open Street events at least once a month. At right least in, once Right a into month. the fall weather, depending. Um, and that we, I've written the neighborhood events street closure policy very open-ended so that neighbor it's free it's very easy you can follow the process and if there's community groups or businesses that would like to sponsor a switch event and plan one um, and the planning was relatively easy everybody just kind of got involved and had exciting ideas and did their part so it's not a huge thing to take on but if 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 a group wanted to take it on and volunteer and plan events outside of what the town is doing then they would be more than welcome to do so so we're hoping that that means we can fill Pretty much every weekend with a street closure event and, yeah. uh, the rest of the summer. The ones that don't have another event going on. Because, I mean, we've got a rib fest and an antique car show and all kinds of things you got coming C- up. you got C-Fest. Yep. Uh, it's Canada Day weekend coming up. Yep. So we don't want to take away from events that are already happening. But we, we want to fill the weekends that maybe didn't have something planned yeah. throughout the summer. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So we're excited. We'll see what council decides uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I I've haven't heard. The only other thing that I've heard from other people is that they do want more events happening like that. So it's good to see taking initiative on making it more open and making it more accessible for, like you say, groups that want to take charge and, and do something like that and make it easy for them to do it. Yeah, I think that's the key, is making it easy. Making it um, easy. In the past, you know, we didn't we didn't have policies. We didn't have a process. We didn't have an application form. Um, you had to deal with uh, s- certain sound staff. And, and if you didn't understand um, kind of the concerns we might be having and what's important yep. and, and what you need, then it might have been a real struggle for events in the past to yeah. try and do these kind of things. So um, I think it'll really help to have a policy in place because I want more things to happen than just switch. We want street festivals and events all the time. And, yeah. and by making it easy for people to close streets, then I think that we'll be enabling them to do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and the next update I wanted to give, and yep. I, this is kind of linked to switch, um, is the town has a new vendors bylaw, um, which actually I worked on last year as a result of last summer people having issues with uh, vending in the town of Yarmouth. Okay. So we have we completely it's been 
amended i would say it's a basically a new bylaw oh, a completely new <laughs> law and the thought behind that new bylaw is that we want to encourage people who have ideas and would like to try them out as a seasonal vendor in the town to come and talk to the planning department because things are a lot easier we took away a lot of the costs associated with it um so vendors are really important for the town they're what creates vitality in our downtown and they're also what supports local small businesses to get their start and that's really important to us yeah um so if you have a vending idea, I just want everybody out there in the public to know if you have a good idea, just come and talk to us at the planning department because we want to make it happen and the town is not going to stand in your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's where we're at on that. And that's, that's cool. That's kind of linked. Um, it's the new vendors bylaw that allowed switch to happen, actually. So maybe you can elaborate. Let's say I wanted to become a vendor right now. What is the process of me becoming a vendor in the town? And let's say I had a small business that I wanted to start up or become a vendor. What is the process so now? Now it depends on where you want to go in the town. Um, if you have a deal with a, a private property owner and you want to set up on their property, um, you would need a development permit, which oh. is free. Okay. Um, so it's completely free. The process with the town, you'd come in and you would get a development permit as a seasonal retail use on that private property. Okay. Um, if you want it to set up uh, within the town, and yep. we have a whole bunch of different kinds of vendors now, which we didn't have before, but we look at a whole bunch of different things. So yep. we've got... Uh, food well it's more than just that it has to do with whether uh you're bicycling <laughs> bicycling if you're and en doing entertainment vending so yep. now we allow if you want it to set up on the wharf and sell rent fishing rods so people could go fishing yeah um that's something that we allow now and consider a vending opportunity if you want it to um if you want to busk for money so if you want to eat fire or whatever on yep. the street corner that's something that we would consider vending now and actually approve whereas before that stuff was not allowed in the town wow but those are all kind of things that create a nice summer atmosphere and yeah. vitality and we want them to happen in the downtown um so if you want to do those things um and you want to do it on town property we're now allowing it to happen in a number of designated areas um within the town that are on street parking spots yep uh we also allow it to happen in any public parks you have to come in and get a vendor's permit yeah and the vendor's permit is free right it, uh it depends on what you're doing okay. and, and your use so there is there is prices associated but they're a lot lower cost than yep. they were before um and they make a lot more sense and there's different options and that kind of thing so Perfect. it's worth coming in and talking about so you can set up in a park you can set up on a public wharf now you can set up in a public parking lot you can set up on a piece of public land that is vacant and not being used for government purposes cool um yeah so that uh, that's really opened up a lot more spaces in the town that makes sense so to me if a hot dog cart wants to set up at one of our ballparks where there's baseball games all summer yeah that makes perfect <laughs> sense, doesn't it? Well, they couldn't do that before. Now they can. Now they can. Um, so if you're an entrepreneur and you've got a good idea and you want to take an opportunity to try it out. That's awesome. Yeah. All the way around. I think so. <laughs> Plus, All the way around. I just personally love hot dogs. <laughs> so <laughs> if anybody wants to start, yep. you know, a hot dog cart in town, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I'll be a big customer. Um, the, the next update is the town dog park. Um, so council voted at their last meet meeting um, that the dog park that was proposed for their property that they own on Jarvis Road, that it moves forward. So they'd like to see that happen with that property. Um, this is not something we've talked about on the podcast before, but it was a big project of mine. And council tasked me mm -hmm. to go out and find out if the public wanted a dog park. Yeah. And I got 
overwhelming feedback from public from people who live in the in our town but also in the adjacent municipality and there's there's a lot of people that would like to see this kind of facility. there's a lot of people with dogs and other animals yeah and so they'd like to see it done right yeah and i've also gotten some feedback from tourists recently that come over on the ferry and they are they're coming with pets oh. and they want to stop and they want to have an area where their dog is welcome to get a drink yeah. and go to the bathroom and there's poop bags and that kind of thing yeah so this might be an area we can direct them to as well um so council thinks it's a great idea they like the location they'd like to see it move forward so now what they've tasked me to do is establish a committee of town staff and committee vo- and community volunteers yep um and that committee will probably meet on a monthly basis okay um and what we're going to do <laughs> is we need to finalize a design for the park right um we're going to develop some specifications for construction um the the original idea was that this would be cost shared that we'd get volunteer and community support and they could do donate their time money or or supplies yeah uh, we're still thinking that but council's kind of given a lot more um backing to the project now so they're looking at possibly funding uh, uh having someone come in and do a design for the park yeah um looking at the cost they want us to actually how, cost how, out the park and tell them how much it how will large is the park or um, what it's looking at the size do you have any idea of how big that I was gonna it, be i didn't bring my notes i think it's 2.2 acres and when i okay. looked at the sizes of other dog Do- parks yep. and the recommended size that's actually way larger than a lot of dark yeah. dog parks and that's well within the the uh the size recommendations and because of its size we can do a lot of good things with design um to help uh reduce the impact on the adjacent property owners and neighbors so yeah. we can actually have a 25 meter landscaping buffer we can have double fencing we can have all those kind of things that are going to reduce the, the impact on the property so yeah. that's really exciting and there's not a lot of properties that size that council owns in the town that we could make a consideration like this for yeah Plus, there's the opportunity that it could connect with Broadbrook Trail someday and that we could actually have a trail system, tra- trail park system that goes across the whole town. Speaking of Broadbrook Trail, I've, I went down that, I think it was about a month ago. First time ever. Like, I never, I've never gone down and walked down yeah. there. I saw the sign and just kind of went by because I never really had any reason to. And, of course, I live far away from there so it would be like a half an hour walk for me to get there to begin with but a month ago I'm like I'm gonna go and see what that trail's all about because it seems like it's a nice place and I walked down it and it was it was nice it was a nice walk oh I love it there I went there um when I was visiting the town as a tourist yeah, a couple went, of years ago. Yeah. And it was just the coolest place. I couldn't believe that we had that the town had that asset. And I think that it's something that should be expanded on. Um, I really, I was super impressed as a tourist to be able to get out of my car and go for a little walk and enjoy the nature and the environment. Yeah. And there's actually, there's a family of geese there right now. There's, this is so cool. I went. There was all kinds of, of birds and stuff <laughs> There's right always around lots there. of birds, but right now there are two geese. And I had to go and do research on this because I was wondering if geese mate for life and if they stay with their mate because there's two geese and a bunch of baby geese that I think they're kind of raising and I've been checking them out every morning at the Broadwood Park. (laughs) (laughs) They're my geese. They're (laughs) geese now. Maybe he's wondering. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quite interested in how the geese are doing. Yeah. Um, So uh, for the dog park update, back to, we got a little off topic, but uh, we're looking for community volunteers to give um, a commitment of being maybe a month, a once a month meeting, um, and they're going to help with finalizing the design, making recommendations to council on cost and, and how uh, the, the project will be funded. Um, 
looking at rules for the park, uh, that all those kind of things. So it's it's a really great opportunity if you want to have a say in what this looks like to get involved and let us know. Um, so if you are interested in being involved in this process, uh, please send an email to planning at townofyarmouth.ca or drop by the planning office and let me know. Uh, I am looking to form that committee now. Um, and I've got some people already in mind that have stopped by and, and I think would contribute really great to the to the project. Yeah, the first thing that pops into my mind is like the SPCA or like organizations that are heavily involved with dogs. I'm sure you've already made contact with them and talked to them about it. I haven't, but they're on my list. Okay. <laughs> they're on my list. But also, I mean, we have a new park supervisor. I think yep. he should be involved because this will be a town-owned park, and he's got experience with maintenance with parks and building parks. Absolutely. Um, Clean Foundation, I think, would like to be involved because... The landscaping. The landscaping, but also making sure that that is a sensitive environmental area and designing it properly and ensuring that there's... Uh, that we're managing st stormwater runoff and that kind of thing properly. Yeah. The plants are dog friendly. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of considerations. So there, I only have, I have a skill set to bring forward, but I don't have it all. And I would like to have anybody Other, yeah. who, ha who can offer anything to the project to come forward and be part of that. Um, and after the overwhelming response we got to the online surveys and things, I have a feeling the committee will be quite large with lots of experienced and, and great people involved. That want to be involved with the project. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then my last update is what's next for the planning department, because uh, I imagine people are wondering if we've finished our municipal planning strategy and land use bylaw, is that it for the planner? Am I, yeah. done? <laughs> Am I done for the town for the next five years? No. Um, <laughs> So as part of the land use bylaw, the new land use bylaw that council just adopted, the town has um, some form-based codes in place for our downtown. Um, and the basically what form-based codes are is they, they maintain the facade. They look at the how the streetscape looks and the facade and where the windows are placed and the colors of the buildings and the materials and that kind of thing, which is yep. not something we often regulate as in planning, but in our downtown, it was really important for us to maintain that historical facade yep. um, and kind of create a livable pedestrian atmosphere. So we adopted these form-based codes. Um, these are something that are pull ha have been pulled over from our old land use bylaw, and I did not write. Um, However, <laughs> we recently, very, very recently, are having um, some major issues with the <laughs> with this section. Um, so I'm thinking I might actually need to go back and do a review of this area. Um, so what's happening is business owners in the area who would like to take advantage of the town's facade improvement program are yep. going into its second year. Um, and, and how the facade improvement program works is that a couple years ago, the town hired consultants who came in and they did facade designs for a, a number of the buildings on Main Street um, in the downtown. So now if businesses want to kind of upgrade their facade to meet those designs, the town is offering a cost share, 50-50, up to $5,000 opportunity to do those upgrades. And I think you can really see how that program's changed the downtown. There's a yeah, lot going on. There, there's a lot of improvements being made to the downtown appearance. And is it only for downtown? I never really looked at where the limits are of what that program was a part of. Right now, it's only for Main Street it's in only the downtown. Main Street? Yeah. Um, but they're going into phase two, and I'm not sure if they're going to expand the limits. But okay. the idea is eventually we're going to hit 
the commercial areas. It's going to be a continued program, and we're going to expand, and, and people are going to have the opportunity. But That's we're awesome. starting with the yep. downtown. It's awesome, but we've got a problem. Okay, what's the <laughs> so issue? So many businesses have been taking advantage of the program. However, what we found is that some of the designs that were done as part of that program, while they're well-designed um, and intended to meet the historical character of our downtown they conflict with the content of those form-based codes I was telling you about in our land use bylaw. So people are getting approved, they're doing the design, they're buying all the materials, and then they're coming to the planning department uh, to apply for their development permit, and we're saying, eh, we can't legally approve that to happen. So what's going to happen? Are you going to change the bylaw to allow the approving? I am, but it's going to take time. Uh. And in the meantime, <laughs> we've got business owners who, who are trying to upgrade their facade for this season. Yeah, you can't, you can't go after the business owners for doing their job and trying to be a part of the program. Yeah, can no, like, um, but the problem is because it's such a large section and uh, form-based code is, is really a calculation. Like there's a very specific... It's, it's math. It's There's math, a very specific yep. way of looking at the downtown streetscape and coming up with the, the equation to make sure that new buildings meet that and, and then any updates meet, the, meet that existing um, exterior. So I can't guarantee even those people that are conflicting with it that if I go back and do the review... Yep. that they're going to be permitted in the review because some of the, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Form-based code is very specific. I'm, I'm guessing that it wasn't done the way it was supposed to or we wouldn't be having issues. But that being said, if I go back and I do the work, it might not work the way it, they would like it to either. Um, so <laughs> I've got some issues and we're hoping that business owners will bear with us and yeah. uh, work within the current regulations don't go buy new windows and all kinds of things without first coming to the planning department that would be my first recommendation yeah um the second is know that i do know there's an issue and i'm going to be working on it and i would like to do that review um and third is i'm just really sorry if you're having an issue um legally i mean these are legally binding documents i can't issue a development permit they can apply to amend the land use bylaw and so i encourage them to do that i could also do case-by-case basis they can come in and apply for a development agreement um which is a real pain in the ass it's a oh. time consuming a lot of work but in the meantime legally we can't enforce the issues and we can at least consider the designs that they've already paid for the materials for yeah yeah so it's a really unfortunate situation, but I just wanted to get out there and let the public know and business owners know that that is something that we're aware of. there's an issue. Um, we're trying to work with you. Please, please, please come to the planning department with your designs first and don't go buy things yeah. with in advance. Um, and hopefully we'll get that squared away and fixed at least for next summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the last, the very last update, the next thing the planning department wants to do, and I'm super excited about this. So Thursday, tomorrow, I'm going to be asking council if I can issue a request for proposals to interested parties to support the planning department in writing a development plan for Water Street. Uh, so this is a result of our new municipal planning strategy um, within our new working waterfront uh, statement of community interest. Okay. Council expressed the intent to collaborate with the Waterfront Development Corporation to prepare a detailed development plan for the waterfront area. So in the meantime, we've been fairly restrictive about what kind of development can happen on the waterfront. Yep. Um, and the intent was that we need a detailed plan and a strategy. We need to work with the stakeholders in that area. We need to come up with a really good plan for the waterfront. Um, so that's my next step. <laughs> we're not taking a break. We're moving forward. We're going to get a new strategy just for that area. Yep. Um, so 
in the meantime, one of the things that is absolutely not going to be allowed to happen on our waterfront is new residential uses. We Kay. were concerned about how that would conflict with our existing working waterfront. So until we have a detailed strategy, no new residential can happen on the I waterfront. I remember in previous podcasts, they were talking about that in that regard on residential being on water on Water Street. And I think the concern was like certain sections of Water Street, we were able to do it if I remember correctly, and that kind of now is out the window. Yeah, we actually took away those rights. Okay. Um, except in our new uh, waterfront mixed-use area, which is basically where the cotton mill is. Uh, we're going to allow some things to happen there. Um, we, we just heard there was a lot of conflicting perspectives and okay. we weren't ready to make a decision there because our waterfront is so important um, so we think that it, it deserves its own detailed study and, and uh, strategy for development um, but that being said I don't want to hold up development and that's why it's important that we get this done right away and that this be the next step yeah um, so that's where we're at and the future of our of Water Street is important to the growth and the economic well-being of the town. And that's why we really, this is the logical next step to get out there and create the development plan, um, which will hopefully provide some guidance for future development, but offer also offer a consistent strategy for all the stakeholders who have an interest in our waterfront. Um, so that's going to be exciting. There's going to be hopefully some consultants around helping with that. And how long is that process going to take? I'm not sure. I It's definitely not going to take a year. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if we could do all of our <laughs> municipal planning strategy and land use bylaw in that time, I could see this process taking just a few months. Okay. So we'll have more details about that probably during the next podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Which when is going to be in September. Yes. We're taking a summer break. Yes, exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll be back in September with lots of new fresh ideas and, and things to talk about on the podcast. This is a this is a short one. This is the short one, and this is actually all for today. Those are all my updates, but I think there are some exciting ones. No. Um, I'd like to say hi to Martha and Walker. <laughs> they I prom they promised they'd be listening to Planning on the Edge while on their big road trip. So I just wanted to say Yarmouth really misses you both, and uh, drive safe. Um. <laughs> I, I think that's 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 about it, eh? We're gonna wrap things up. Yep. This was Planning on the Edge, a podcast presented to you by the Town of Yarmouth Planning Advisory Committee. Listen in as our Planning Advisory Committee learns about the world of municipal planning in the Town of Yarmouth. Um, this is a new thing I wanted to highlight. The PAC is inviting listeners to submit questions and episode ideas. So if you have an idea about the podcast, please share it with us. You can do this by emailing me at planning at townofyarmouth.ca or our town CAO is very active on Twitter recently. He's gotten quite into it. Um, so I think it would be really fun if you guys wanted to send some tweets to our town CAO. His handle is CAO underscore Yarmouth. Um, and I th think we should use the hashtag P-O-T-E for the podcast. Planning on the edge. Planning yeah. on the edge. Sounds and, good. Uh, send your ideas. Tell them what you think about planning. And, and maybe I won't give him a heads up that these are coming so you guys can just confuse him about why everybody wants to tweet to him about planning right now. Uh, but I'll, I'll be searching for the, that hashtag. So let us know what you think. And if you have any ideas, you can do that. Um, I'd like to give a big th thank you and shout out to Nick Doucette. My pleasure. <laughs> who has become quite a regular on the show and offers our tech and equipment support. The show couldn't happen without you. And thank you to Rain Over St. Ambrose for letting us use their song Broken Love as our intro music. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in September.